Hello, welcome to Skull RPG Podcast. My name is Dwight Skull. My name is Jacob Skull. And today we're going to teach you how to tell, tell your, your story. story. So, one of the things we should cover is how would you handle somebody who you just described werewolf, for example, and they instantly know, oh, it has this, it, it has this much climate, it has this much stealth, that you need to hit it with this, it's immune to this, da, 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 da. things that they their character doesn't know, but they know because they just happen to have half of the player's handbook and the DMG memorized. Right. So this happens a lot um, with two types of people. They're both known as what's uh, as a meta gamer. Mm-hmm. Meta gamers are people that take um, basically outside information um, that they themselves know and somehow give it to their level two fighter. Um, or they're like whatever it is, who has no abilities, no skills uh, to know on any of that. And it, it's a hard thing because it happens to anybody that does game mastering or dungeon mastering because there's a certain set of go-to monsters that a lot of people will use. And so if you've used those, you kind of maybe know them. So when you start to hear the flavor text read, you're like, oh, I know that this is like a werewolf. We should use silver. Well, the fact that you just said we should use silver is that commonly known to people in your world? Now, in our world, in like because of movies and stuff, pop culture, right? We know, okay, wooden stake to kill a vampire, and we know uh, silver bullet to kill a werewolf. Okay, fine. So, translating that into D and D terms, you'd be like, oh, I need a silver weapon to do more damage against the werewolf. Fine. Well. You may not know that. That may not be common knowledge for everybody. And it definitely wouldn't be common knowledge if you come across some weird thing that, you know, like, oh, here's a ooze or a, a weird, you know, displacer gelatinous... Beast. Displacer beast, gelatinous cube, something that you're never going to come across in the real world of, you know, it's, it's rare that you'd even come across it in a and d game. So how does your... Like level eight wizard know about this without any kind of rules. So what I like to do is if I know that I have people that metagame, I like to do two things. First, I talk to them about it. I just pull them aside outside a game and I say, hey, you're doing a lot of metagaming. You're bringing a lot of information in that your character cannot possibly know. What you need to do instead is ask me questions like, can I make a knowledge roll? And if you're not the character that can make the knowledge rolls, then you need to turn and say, hey, can Joe over there or Jill over there make a knowledge roll? Because this is something that they should be able to do. Now, again, a little bit metagaming there, but at least you're reminding the other players that they actually should be doing like a knowledge our planes or a knowledge arcana on this He's thing. just not blurting out the knowledge. It's locked behind a roll at your discretion. At least it's you're having a little bit of power of what what it is. Exactly. So that's the first thing I do is try to get the player to comply with the fact that their character would not know what it is, but their player can prompt the other player to do a role because their player would do the role. Mm-hmm. To be fair, as a game master, the game master should look at you and say, hey, before I read this text, why don't you make a role on like you don't make a knowledge the planes roll or something like that and if they make the roll fantastic i also like to do a plan let me just throw this in there because a lot of people don't do this and i don't know why i like to have a base 15 to know any knowledge whatsoever it may just give you the name and like one tiny fact so if you come across a werewolf then you could say it's a werewolf and you know that it is 
it, it, it gets hurt more readily by silver, right? Mm-hmm. Or I could say it's a werewolf, and you know that it has three distinct forms. A human, a human, a human mix werewolf, you know, like a mix, hybrid. a hybrid form, and then an actual full-out werewolf form, mm-hmm. okay? Cool. Now you know. And then um, if I, they rolled a 20... I would then combine certain of those basic pieces of information. I'd say, you know, it has three basic forms. You know that it's hurt more by silver. You also know it may have certain damage reduction if you don't hit it with silver. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da, right? Whatever it says. And then if they did a 25 on their roll, at that point, I kind of give them a lot more information. Uh, Maybe even hint at some strategy that that person would know. Because if you have a person that's rolled a 25 on a D20... They've either rolled really high or they've spent a lot of time and energy every level putting points into that skill. And that literally equates in real world terms of somebody like, okay, we all know somebody who knows a ton of stuff about like cars, right? Everyone has one friend who can look at a car and tell you the make, the model, the engine size, the, that's a lot of work. I know Mm -hmm. it's a lot of work because I don't do it. I, I don't care about it, but that person spends their time, their free time, studying cars. So when they see a car, they make a knowledge car roll, and then they can tell you everything you never wanted to know about cars. And the same mm-hmm. thing would be true of a wizard who could tell you everything you didn't want to know about outsiders. Or aberrations, or anything that they have knowledge of. Right. And then a druid has knowledge nature. Again, they study bugs and and fungi and trees and so if they come across and bears and stuff so if they come across something that's nature orientated like they're like oh that's a blue fungus and that fungus has healing properties and it can i mean why because that's what they spend their time doing just like clerics no religion hopefully every cleric i run into never puts any knowledges in knowledge religion but that's because they have no skills but the point is <laughs> i mean if i'm gonna play a wizard i don't have more knowledge religion ranks than they do but the, the the thing is on that, so that's how one thing is. I, I like to do the 15, 20, and 25 to reward you for different uh, sets on that. The other thing I'll do, if the person refuses to stop metagaming, like they just can't not mm-hmm. metagame, I will grab a normal monster and I will not read the flavor text out of the DMG, I'm sorry, the uh, monster manual. I will look at the flavor text of the monster manual and I will twist it. Mm-hmm. And if I'm feeling like I want to have a lot more work for myself, which I rarely do, I will give it different stats and different stuff. Um, what I have been known to do is take a normal monster and change its physiology a little bit. So let's say we come across, let's use a werewolf. Now this is a really weird one, but if you use a werewolf, you could say, well, you know, in my world, werewolves actually don't have a uh, silver's just like any other weapon against them. Mm-hmm. It's just like anything else. But I might change out what silver does to be adamantine or cold iron. And if the guy stops metagaming enough, like if he still won't stop after I make those changes, I could even flip it for demons and and other things where it's like, oh no, cold steel's not the thing that affects them. That's silver now. The fae get hurt by silver and werewolves get hurt get hurt by cold steel. Exactly. And that's just the way it is in this world. Because again, I'm the game master. And so if you refuse to stop metagaming, 
I will change the rules of the of the monster manual to fit my needs. Mm-hmm. That said, I don't want to go full blo- full blown home brewed monsters. That is a ton of work, and I'm not against work. I'm just against superfluous work. Um, so I'll rather just change little tiny things around. If you have monsters that are already made that fit your goal, use them. And if somebody knows them, tweak them just enough that it their advice doesn't work. Right. Exactly. Or you can then turn to them and say, well, you may not want to follow that advice because I've changed the world. Mm-hmm. And you don't know if the metagamer over here knows what he's doing. And so I might do a little bit, I mean, not overtly, but I might do a little bit of public shame on the person if that I know them well enough. And again, I've been gaming with my group for um, about 10 plus years now, so I know them all really well. So I could just say, look, I need you to knock off the metagaming, otherwise I'm going to start changing how the monsters work. And then your knowledge is worthless. Mm-hmm. So I need you to play within the rules, or I'm going to start changing the rules so that your call out like, oh, use fire on that. Nope, fire doesn't work on it. That's yep. not double damage anymore. Trolls have to actually be hit with ice. Trolls don't actually, you know, they'll still recover, but it's not fire that kills the troll finally. Nope, it's ice. Mm-hmm. Why? Because of you. That's why. It, it's it's acid. Acid would make a lot more sense with the troll. You know, it's like it has to be acid now. It's not just fire. It's acid. And so I hate to do that. I've only I've never really actually had to resort to that because typically having the conversation with the metagamer, even right before, it just says, okay, remember, you're not, you know, you're playing an eighth level fighter who has zero knowledge skills. Your fighter knows how to hit stuff, not knows what they are. They're mm-hmm. looking to the wizard of the party, which you're not playing to call out what that monster actually is. And it also might help, too, if you enlist some other players um, to help you on that. When the per- person starts to call something out, they just kind of say, no, 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 you don't know that. Mm-hmm. And just kind of shut them up. I'd rather do that than just change every monster in the monster manual. Because it's less work on you if you can it's have him... Less work on everybody. <laughs> ...realize that he doesn't know that. And it's not good for the game. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, you're playing a character... So you need to play that character. I'm not saying you have to get into his psyche necessarily, know what scared him at three and how it, why he wet the bed till he was 10. Oh, what I'm really asking you is, does your character have any hope of knowing um, an undead skeleton from an undead zombie from an undead ghoul? And that one really needs to use blunt weapons, one doesn't really matter. You know what I mean? Like, you don't know. There's no way you would know that. Mm-hmm. You know? Now, as we go along and fight those things, then, of course, your players know it. Right? Yeah. Your axe did less damage than it should. Right. So you might want to try a different weapon if you haven't. How? Why did, he, why did clerics always carry a mace? Ask him. Well, it's because certain undead don't, you know, they, they don't like piercing weapons, so I like to hit them with bashing weapons. It does more damage. Oh, that makes more sense. Blunt weapons do more damage. Okay, now you know. But that's different than... Um, this demon you've never fought before and somehow the weird fighter is calling out that it's, you know, cold steel is like cold iron is what you need on this thing. And it's got, it, it, it's immune to fire and electricity. You're like, how do you know this? How do you know any of this? You've never even seen this thing before. The only person could possibly know is the wizard who reads too much. So, or you just happen to have those ranks, but fighter probably did not. not, No fighter doesn't have ranks in that. Nope. Not at all. (laughs) So, anyway, that's how I'd handle metagamers in your game. Hey, thanks for listening. And for more resources, please go to SkullRPG.com.